Paradigms.life, the radio show and podcast that brings you inspired, inspiring people with visions of a viable future for life on Earth that includes humans. Hi, I'm Baruch, host of Paradigms. My guest in this episode is very interesting. Firstly, he's a wonderful musician. The music is just brilliant, and his story is quite interesting, and his perspective is quite interesting. I love all the unexpected, amazing stories people tell me doing this show. Okay, let's meet my guest on this episode of Paradigms. Jacques Schwartzbart, welcome to Paradigms. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice to meet you, Bo. Nice to meet you. Uh, I've been listening to your new record, which is really quite something, the Harlem Suite. And I know you're in Paris right now getting ready to have a bunch of uh, concerts to showcase the music. And uh, it must be exciting. Absolutely. You know, coming out of COVID, uh, this feels, you know, some days like uh, uh, it was all, all a mirage, you know, uh, an illusion. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so much is in life an illusion. So, uh, well, yeah, and uh, especially uh, when, when when you get past fifty years old, uh, your memory be, be becomes like a, a veil of, of uh, fluid confusion. <laughs> I like that. Very eloquent. Well, <laughs> Thank you, you know. Before we talk about the music, I just would love to learn a bit about you. I've been reading about you and how you grew up. Both your parents are artists, writers, and and so I'm imagining you grew up in an environment where creativity was encouraged and explored. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, my, my my parents are both such poets uh, in a normal conversation. You know, if 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 anyone uh, wanted to study writing, they could just. Uh, you know, uh, be a fly on the wall and, and listen to them conversing about just about anything. It was really amazing. What were the conversations like in your house that switched you on? Uh, actually, it's really not uh, any conversation that switched me on because I, I was uh, kind of adverse to ver verbal uh, communication for the longest time. I was uh, born uh, still or dead as they say and uh, I, I think uh, it probably made me wary of uh, you know the life of humans in general and uh, I decided uh, to talk later on although when I started talking my mother says that uh, uh, I spoke like a man right away that showed her that I, I was I was able to understand for, for the longest time but uh uh, yeah, I was not really engaged in too many conversations. On the other hand, I loved music from the very first day. As a matter of fact, I, I came to consciousness to the music of Christmas in the Caribbeans uh, because uh, I was in uh, uh, the the ICU section of the hospital, and of course, there was nobody to greet me. Uh, it was the middle of the night, so. 
I guess up until the morning, what 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 greeted me in this world was was that 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 Caribbean music and uh, uh, music has been really my most uh, loyal companion and my utmost source of inspiration at every turn ever since. What an interesting way to enter the world, being revived immediately. It was precisely not immediate. Uh, that's why. You know, I was kind of left for dead from what they said to me. Wow! They they didn't expect me to, uh, to to see the light of day. You know, this is why it took so long for for anyone to actually you know interact with me in the morning. Well, I'm not going to ask you any more boring questions <laughs> after an introduction like that. <laughs> uh, so. The music, how does it come to you? You just hear it? You make it, 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 do things inspire? Do you hear sounds that, how does it work in your brain? So uh, it, it's it's a collision between the musical experience and, and life in general, uh, and, and how you connect your emotions as a human being to, you know, melodies, rhythms, and, and melodies, and, and uh, uh, harmony, and, and or, or composition, and how the, the, the two become one you know and if you don't listen to a lot of music it's hard to hear music but then once once you listen and to a lot of music play a lot of music if you're not in touch with your feelings and your emotions then you, you cannot be a conduit so yeah it's a collision uh, a fusion between the two so you're this organism that experiences and transforms and then puts it back out I, I, actually yeah it's, it's basically uh, life transformed into sounds. I'm talking with Jacques Schwartzbart, saxophonist, about his new record, The Harlem Suite, and about his life. And as you've already heard, pretty interesting person. Just the way he came into this world, how does that shape a person? Anyway, let's hear some of the music from The Harlem Suite, Jacques Schwartzbart, from Gore to Harlem. You're listening to Paradigms at Paradigms.life. Thank you. 
from Gore to Harlem, Jacques Schwartzbart from the Harlem Suite, and he's talking about these songs. We'll be hearing more of the songs that Jacques talks about in the interview, but let's get back to my conversation with him now. Hear some more about this new record. So let's talk about the Harlem Suite. What inspired this this set of music? So as you might know, most of my work prior to the Harlem Suite was focused on connecting Afro-Caribbean rhythms to jazz, modern jazz language. But uh, in the meanwhile, I was still like a, a full member of that New York jazz scene, which inspired me as well. It inspired me not only to you know, develop my, my jazz language as a, a saxophone player, but also compose in, in that modern style as well. Although I always took uh, the time to inject all my sensitivity as, as a, an Afro-Caribbean man as well. And, and uh, those compositions started shaping up into a complete story after a while, you know, uh, and, and, uh, of course, they, they were written in the span of uh, close to two decades that I lived in Harlem. And in hindsight, especially the last three years that I was in Harlem and I was playing with Mark Carey in, in his uh, own uh, Harlem project. And, and uh, he asked me to bring some of my tunes. And, and uh, he was so excited about you know uh, what I had written I realized that maybe I had something on my hands, and uh, uh, when I dug into my 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 papers and everything, I, I found more little uh, nuggets of uh, life, you know. Uh, and and uh, it, I, I realized it, it was really uh, almost like a a book of short stories, musical short stories that that uh, documented somehow uh, some uh, moments of enlightenment whether they uh, they might be of musical nature or simply a reaction to something beautiful that happened or something striking uh sometimes side or a meditation uh sometimes on 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 the uh the tragedies of of history like from uh gory to harlem which is an evocation of the departure of all those uh africans in slave ships and that that spread all around the Americas, and so many of them ended up in in uh, Harlem in the uh, Harlem in the end, and and uh, uh, Central Park North, which is uh, the idea of uh, taking the walk from a uh, midtown and and uh, uh, seeing uh, the landscape change totally once you get past 110th Street, and and. Uh, you see a degra- degradation of everything, uh, the quality of life, uh, the buildings, the way people dress. It, it's, it's quite shocking, especially, you know, 20 years ago, it, it, it was still kind of a ghetto still. Now it's been quite gentrified, or at least it's uh, more of an uh, urban mix of different people. You have a, quite a few uppity places as well in there uh now but when i when i first entered uh harlem it, it was the harlem of old you know you have that tune central park west by john coltrane that feels like a bliss uh in the middle of uh, the, this uh very opulent 
headquarters of uh, of Harlem, and I wanted to uh, pay tribute to what's going on north of Central Park. More of the old way it has been. Yes, or you you have a tune like Twisted, for instance, that 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 is a, a rendition of uh, uh, many encounters that I had in Harlem with people who seemed twisted inside out by uh, whatever life had thrown at them. And uh, you can see it in, in the way their body is, 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 is kind of bent in, in, in a strange way. Yet, when, when, when uh, you have a conversation, which I, I try to have every, any chance I got, uh, you, you, those are the same per- people who actually uh, give you a reason to live and, 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 and uh, celebrate life, you know? You said short stories, and I was thinking of paintings. These are also very much like paintings. I mean, for me to experience music is very visual in my brain. So I close my eyes and just see shapes and colors. That makes sense. You know, uh, it, it, it is basically about uh, contrasted sequences that, that, that tell a story together, you know. We'll be back with more of my conversation with Jacques Schwartzbart, but now we're going to hear another track from the Harlem Suite. This is Central Park North. Thank you. 
Central Park North from the Harlem Suite, Jacques Schwartzbart. Isn't that great? Wow. All right, here's the next part of the conversation I had with Jacques. In, in bringing this, you know, through you and to us and, and whatever that experience is like for you, which is probably lots of different things, you know, I mean, between composing and then performing pieces you've composed, traveling in the world, seeing lots of different situations, I guess I want to ask you really the big question I'm most curious about is what are you learning in this life? What matters? Uh, what matters uh, is, is, first of all, being a good person. And that, that means being uh, supportive of others and, and building uh, other people up. What, what, what matters now as, a, as an artist is, is uh, to pursue the quest, you know, to stay on, on, on that trail, that uh, heart and sensitivity, you know, that, that ability to, to feel awe. What awes you? Actually, a, a, a lot of uh, uh, very simple things like light, flowers, uh, children. Beyond that, I am a big fan of astrophysics. So all the concepts that uh, put us in, in, in uh, uh, somewhat confrontation with, with a reality that, that is so inconceivably great and immense uh, is, is absolutely astounding. A reality that, that, that started uh, 30.7 uh, years back uh, is, is, and, and uh, could extend to infinity possibly, is, is abs- it just boggles my mind. And uh, uh, I'm in awe constantly uh, of any description, you know, uh, that I see. I, I'm, I'm an avid reader and, and uh, follower of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, uh, a few other uh, great astrophysicians. And uh, yeah, th- th- this this is, I-, I would probably be an astrophysician if I, if a flat dome above us, we know it isn't, but to realize the infinite depth of what you're looking at, if that doesn't put things into perspective, I just don't know what could. I really contend that uh, if, if astrophysics was taught you know, early on and, and, and uh, was part of the central curriculum, you know, it would teach so much uh, early on, like humility, perspective, uh, just... Uh, a sense also of uh, almost, uh, I mean, infinite respect for life, because although we know that that that, that it has to be of uh, nature that that that's uh, maintained the the balance of the ecosystem that we are part of. I think you're right. If astrophysics were taught early on, if we were really taught as children, here's where you are and here's what you're made of, and we're all this. I think it would preclude a lot of what is taught now that keeps people in fear. But how do you regard and deal with fear in yourself and other people? Because, I, and I ask that because I think it's our limiting factor. You know, the the great advantage to, to the births that, that, that I, I had to go through, show pretty much everything in my life the same way. I think that's brilliant. I think fear of death is what drives religion and what drives greed and what drives even cruelty to others is the fear of losing one's own whatever it is forever life comfort whatever people fear losing not only that but but putting 
uh, your own life above everyone else's is is, is, is probably a, a great source <laughs> of evil, you know. I'm talking with Jacques Schwartzbart about his inspirations. And now we're going to hear a couple of more tracks from the Harlem Star. <laughs> Thank you. 
That one's called Time Travel. And before that, Twisted from the Harlem Suite, Jacques Schwartzbart's new record. And now here is the final part of my conversation with Jacques. You travel, you play music, you get to witness people opening themselves to your music. I mean, in your own altered state, your own place you go to. But what is your experience in in bringing vibrations to people, transformational vibrations? What do you experience happening? I feel like uh, beyond uh, any other type of arts, uh, I think music has uh, the magical touch of, of uh, bringing everyone together. You know, uh, when, when I play a concert and, and uh, everybody can feel the same emo- emotion, same excitement at the same moment, the same sadness, the same uh, intensity, I, I see all kinds of conversations spark be- between people that didn't know each other after the concert. And then we all get, get exchanged at, at, at a very basic level uh, and, and, and uh, experience joy of, of just being together and celebrating. And I, I think uh, that's why, you know, live music is, is such a special experience. Life is a jam session, right? Yeah, I would totally see it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least uh, it should be lived that, that way. I'm, I'm afraid that uh, it, it's not a uh, universal value right there. No, I think it is. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't even know the concept of jab session, let, let alone being able to apply it to one's life. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, I, and I make these up as I go. You know, I really don't come in with planned stuff most of the time because I want to see That's what's going to happen. You know, absolutely. So, my question is. <laughs> And and a lot of this is I want listeners to feel inspired. I want listeners to take from all of this permission. Tell me, have you ever had an experience of encountering a person who you saw holding themselves back and then you saw them stop doing that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, sometimes you have like an entire audience that 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 seems to be holding back uh, because everybody is, is, is uh, uh, you know, aware of... Uh, being observed by the others <laughs> so and 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 then you have a little group that finally lets loose and expects the music and and then you know by the 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 third or fourth song you you, you have the entire audience you know just expressing themselves uh freely and and by the end of the concert everybody is on their feet and 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 uh, yell you know people with trippy suits and 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 uh, and a tie, you know, it's 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 really fun to to see how liberating uh, the musical experience can be. <laughs> I love that because it says that firstly we're all connected, and this thing, this this permission moves from person to person. We could say it's infectious. Um, yeah. Which speaks really well to the possibilities of some of the really big chain entity. I mean, I wouldn't say catching on, they've caught on, but it speaks to the reality that these things can really become prevalent, the the ethos of respect and kindness and sustainability and and natural affinity and and being in love with and engrossed with 
the nature of this planet of which we are a part. So I love that. I'm imagining you're playing and you're watching this sort of spread like a little flame throughout the group. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so cool. People giving themselves license to feel is is truly the greatest musical experience that you can ever uh, have. And uh, uh, I remember uh, my last concert in New York uh, uh, last week, s- several people came and, and they had tears and, and, and I was like, well, mission accomplished. We, we, <laughs> we, 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 we felt something together. That, that's the whole goal. You know, it's beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful. Brother Jacques, I, I wish I were in Paris this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm, we, the, this planet is, is smaller than they, than they say. So I, I'm sure we, we bound to do it to uh, cross path at some point. Oh, yes. Well, I'm in Jamaica. Come to Jamaica. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, you're on, my brother. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me and for the music and just for what you're bringing into the world in that infectious way. Thank you, Bahu. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to the next time. Thanks so much for the music and the really interesting conversation. I really love this music. It's, you know, that incredible traveling music. You can just go places with this. So thank you for bringing it through you and sharing it with us. If you'd like to know more about Jacques, his website is brotherjacques.com. Brother, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S.com. Check him out. And if you enjoyed this episode of Paradigms, check out our website, paradigms.life. We're just finishing up our 14th year of shows. We'll be starting our 15th year in June. So check out the back catalog and keep listening. And remember, you can find Paradigms wherever you find your podcasts. Stitcher, Speak, FM, Player, iHeartRadio, all those places. All right. I am going to leave you with one more track from the Harlem Suite. This one's called Dreaming of Freedom. And let's let that be the word for the week. Freedom. What is it? What does it mean? Check out Khalil Gibran's comments on freedom in The Prophet. All right. Baruch signing off for this episode of Paradigms. We'll see you next time with more inspired, inspiring people. Until then, experience freedom, whatever that means to you, in whatever ways you can. And be well.
You've been listening to Paradigms at paradigms.life.